Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. America's two great pastimes collide on this podcast. It is baseball and making money from the dog days of summer through the October Classic. Greg Faces Peterson's going to be free swinging at the betting board as he tries to hit a grand slam for your bankroll. Now here is GP. Everyone and welcome into the Vivid Seat Studios from a B Overtime Betting. Greg Peterson coming at you with a Wednesday edition of the podcast. And joining me in the second segment, you know that Joe Murray and Matt McCarthy, two guys from 98.5 The Sports Hub out in Boston, have joined me on this podcast throughout the year. Now we're going to be bringing on Joe Murray's co-host on Over Under 98.5, the terrific podcast that they do. Dan Livshatz is going to be joining me. He's going to be talking about tonight's AL wildcard game between the A's and the Rays. We're going to be talking about the MLB playoff picture in general, so that's going to be terrific. In the final segment, I give you a side and total on every game on today's Las Vegas betting board with a little something I like to call touch them all. I did not get in any Twitter questions today. As always, if you ever have something that you'd like answered on the podcast, feel free to tweet it in at GNR's41. If I have already answered it, I will let you know. And as always, send those questions into the timeline. If you send them into the DMs, Well, it's going to be like having a bet on the Milwaukee Brewers. It's going to look promising, but in the end, it's just not going to pay off for you. You're not going to get the desired result. But if you do it on the timeline, you are going to be able to get that desired result. So let's take a look back at yesterday's results of that Milwaukee Brewers versus Washington Nationals game and what it means to the playoff picture in general. What happened yesterday? Let's go around the bases and find out. Oh, if you had the Milwaukee Brewers and the over like I gave out on this podcast... 
does it get any more brutal than that? The Milwaukee Brewers get to Max Scherzer in the first inning. Yasmani Grandal, a two-run home run, puts the team up 2 to nothing with no outs in the game. And then you have Eric Thames get a home run to put the Brewers up 3 to nothing, top of the second inning. And then from there, Trey Turner down for what gets a home run for the Washington Nationals. That makes the score 3-1, to one, and then the Washington Nationals wind up getting a total of five innings out of Mad Max Scherzer. He winds up giving up those two home runs. He had given up three earned runs in total, and then from there you have Steven Strasburg enter into the game. He goes three innings, looked very good, getting four punch outs. But then things turn haywire in the eighth inning. Brandon Woodruff, good start for the Milwaukee Brewers. He goes four innings. He does give up that solo run to Trey Turner, but by and large, he was able to do his part. And then you had Brent Suter and Drew Pomerantz give three innings of relief. And then you send in there Josh Hader for a potential two-inning save. And, well, things did not go well as he gives up three runs in that eighth inning, two of which were earned. He winds up giving up a walk. He fans two, but then the Washington Nationals are able to get him. And then Juan Soto, somehow, someway, gets a three-RBI single as a result of a pair of errors. Trent Grisham did the outfield edition of a Bill Buckner. Juan Soto then gets thrown out at home. One of the wildest plays you'll ever see in the ninth inning. Danny Hudson comes in for the Washington Nationals. He gets Ben Gamble to fly out to end the game. The Brewers were able to get one man on during that ninth inning, but by and large, they weren't able to really threaten it. Winds up being Brewers 3, Washington Nationals 4. Now with the Washington Nationals, you got to think that starting game one against the LA Dodgers, which is going to be going down on Friday, it's going to be Patrick Corbin, but got to wonder if in that game two, it's going to be Joe Ross getting the start or not. Going to be very interesting to see what happens there as we currently don't have a series price on LA Dodgers versus Washington Nationals, but when one becomes available, likely tomorrow, I'll be sharing that on the podcast as I'm also going to be in the final segment along with the side in total on that AL wildcard game. I'm also going to be sharing with you guys the series prices of Twins versus Yankees and also Atlanta Braves versus the St. Louis Cardinals. And I'm also going to be breaking down game one of that NL Divisional Series as we do have a line posted on that game as my voice is starting to go on me because I'm very upset about the Milwaukee Brewers. But with that said, I'm going to be revealing that in a little something I like to call Touch of Ball in the final segment. And if you're a Brewers fan like me, well, you're not going to be able to buy tickets to the Milwaukee Brewers being able to play, but you're able to buy tickets to the entire postseason. You're able to buy tickets to concerts and everything like that through the Vivid Seats app. And if you type in the promo code OVERTIME to Vivid Seats as all one word, O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E, you're we get $100 off of all tickets. This is for concerts. This is for being able to go to whatever game that you want at a stadium. Maybe you're a college basketball fan. You're able to do that all through the Vivid Seats app. Like I said, promo code OVERTIME. Be a first-time customer. All one word. And you're able to get $100 off of all tickets. And if you can hear, my voice is starting to go on me. So I think it's best for me to turn it over to Dan Livshavs of Over Under 98.5. The tremendous podcast that 98.5 The Sports Hub does. We're going to be talking about the playoffs in general. We're going to be talking about tonight's AL wildcard game. That is coming up next right here on MLB Overtime Betting. Greg is going to the bullpen as he makes a call to the Azunia Hotline. We're back here in the Vivid Seat Studios from MLB Overtime Betting. Greg Peterson coming at you once again. And it's a great pleasure to have on our next guest. 
You may recall we've had Joe Murray on this podcast quite a few times. Now we've got the gentleman that joins him on the Over Under 98.5 podcast. You can hear that on 98.5, the sports hub out there in lovely Boston, Massachusetts. But it is a podcast, so you are able to get it wherever podcasts are, va- are available. And you can follow this man on Twitter at Dan Livshatz. That is spelled D-A-N-L-I-F-S-H-A-T-Z. He is doing terrific work, covers a little bit of everything, college football, NFL, MLB, you name it, Dan does it, very good, better, and just a polite gentleman in general, as Dan Lifshatz is my guest, and how are you doing today? I'm good, Greg. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I'm not so sure about the polite gentleman. That might be a little mm-hmm. far-fetched, especially for us Bostonians, but, you know, we may be slightly a nice guy trying to give out some free plays and, you know, whatnot. Ah, yes. Always try to make the people a little bit of money and just help them become more educated betters as well. And I think that it's worth getting into what we do because both of us, we're giving out free plays and everything like that. There's no charge to the podcast that you guys do. There's no charge to my podcast. My biggest goal whenever I'm putting out their plays and everything like that isn't that everyone agrees with every one of my plays or anything like that, but they more or less could see where I'm coming from. Maybe it's something that they don't take the side they're on, but they're able to take that perspective and they're able to just take in that information in general and just make them a little bit a more informed, better in general. I think that that's a very statement as to what we both do. Yeah, I mean, uh, Joe and I kind of use the phrase fade or follow. Uh, you know, it's a little corny, but it kind of gets across the point where, you know, we give out the information. We pretty much, you know, we have a podcast. We go over every college football game. You know, that isn't basically an FCS game. We go over every NFL game. We kind of give the information, maybe a few trends here or there. I kind of discuss the teams that are, I guess, a little bit more obscure. You know, the North Texases, the San Jose States, you know, teams that maybe people might not know as well because they don't follow as much. We try to give as much information as we possibly can and then kind of, you know, fade or follow the pick. You know, like where you're going, you know, or like our information, great. You can kind of follow along. If not, you can go the other way. And, you know, we don't do the same thing as you, Greg. We don't do plays on everything. We kind of give leans, you know, what we like, what we don't like. And then we give out plays, what we call PPs, which is, you know, <laughs> interesting. But uh, where we go, it's called podcast play. We just kind of, you know, have a little fun with that as well. So it's an interesting way to kind of do it. And the way that you do it as well is incredibly beneficial for, I think, people kind of trying to understand where you come from, especially kind of how you're feeling. Having a play on everything, first off, is extremely difficult. And in the fact that you're able to kind of go over there and still be successful and help people, you know, profit is, I think, an incredibly beneficial way to kind of approach the gambling. I guess would say the nuance for the newer betters and for people who don't understand as much, maybe. Oh, I am right there with you, as we do have Dan Livshatz of the Over Under 98.5 podcast joining me right here on MLB Overtime Betting. And now, this is a baseball betting podcast, and we've got one big game that is going to be coming up, and that would be the American League wildcard game that is going on tonight. Oakland A's announced yesterday that it's going to be Sean Manea going for them. Meanwhile, you're going to have Charlie Morton going on the mound for the Tampa Bay Rays right now. As far as I'm seeing it, the best price you can get on the Oakland A's is minus 125, seeing a lot of minus 130s and everything like that. And the total began at eight, starting to tick down to seven and a half. How do you see this game? Because I love what I've seen out of Sean Manet in his last five starts. And for the Tampa Bay Rays, Charlie Martin has been a rock all year long. I think that's going to be a very close game. I do give a little bit of an edge to the Oakland A's, but certainly think it's going to be a lower scoring 
slug them out game, especially with the Marine layer being out late in the game in Oakland. Yeah, I uh, I would have to agree. If you can grab an under eight somewhere, I think that that would probably be my you know lean on the total. I do think that with the way the Minea has been pitching and when Morton pretty much isn't facing Houston has looked you know, fantastic this season. I, I'd kind of back that in that situation. I'm obviously very well versed with the, with the Tampa Bay Rays being a Boston Red Sox fan. We cover them up here, you know, all the time. Unfortunately, it's been a, a rough season for the Red Sox. I will say Tampa Bay has been fantastic throughout the year. I mean, really, they've been impressive in all facets of the game. The Pirates, Chris Archer trade has paid off for them in spades, even though Glass now got hurt. Austin Meadows has been fantastic for them. As much as I do like the Rays, and I think that they've really been a great story this year for just baseball in general. I mean, I know that they're not exactly a large, big market team, but they're kind of the up and coming, develop your own players type of team. And if you enjoy that, I think that there's someone, you know, cool to kind of follow and watch. I do like Oakland. They think that they are the better team. They've been absolutely just red hot for the past month, month and a half. I mean, you know, we were still kind of talking about potentially having the Red Sox make the wild card early September. Obviously, Oakland shut that down with any possible chance of that by just continuing to win and win and win. It'd be very hard-pressed for me to go against a team like that right now. I know it's a one-game playoff. Really, anything can happen. It's hard to find a total edge in that. But if you're asking me, you know, you got to put money on a team, I'm going with Oakland, even at the minus 125 price. And I would probably feel comfortable going up to minus 140, to be honest with you, just on, on the side, just because of the fact that I think they've just been so white hot. It's really hard to go against that right now. I think you bring up some excellent points, as we do have Dan Lifshatz joining me right here on MLB Overtime Betting. And in looking at this AL wildcard game, I do think that's very intriguing that the Tampa Bay Rays and the Oakland A's both have had a little bit of success playing against the Houston Astros. Both played them recently on the road, and the Rays were able to take the final game of their series. Meanwhile, the Oakland A's, when they played about a month or so ago, they were able to take two, and if there is one team that out there in the American League, other than the Yankees, can dethrone the Houston Astros, I do think it is the Oakland A's. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but I do like the way that the Oakland A's have been trending the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I probably would have said Tampa. I think that they match up well just in terms of actual talent. But, in all honesty, again, I find it very hard to go against what Oakland has been doing and what they've done in the past month or so. Houston is a juggernaut. I think we all know that. I think there's no question about the fact that they're the favorite in the AL. You know, it's probably them and the Yanks, and I think that people are well aware of that. But I do think that Oakland is kind of the sleeper team that people may be sleeping on a little bit. Obviously, they have to get by Tampa first. And if that happens, I think that, you know, they'll attract a little bit more attention. But they've been so good, I would be hard-pressed to, you know, choose a Tampa as the better matchup for, for Houston right now. I think that it's Oakland right now. And if I was to choose a sleeper team in the AL, you know, and not exactly, uh, you know, doing a whole lot there where, you know, we're picking really out of five teams. I would choose Oakland. I do think they match up well versus Houston. I think if that, if that actually mad, that matchup ends up happening, I think that is going to be a series that you it must watch. I mean, regardless of whether you're a fan of baseball or not, I think those two teams are going to be a lot of fun to watch just from a talent perspective. I totally agree with you there. I think that it is going to be a very intriguing matchup is, if that is indeed what we get. And I just do have my questions, though, with the New York Yankees in general. They're going to have their series with the Minnesota Twins. And I think they're going to be able to get past the Minnesota Twins. You take a look at the Twins and their pitching recently because the biggest question I have with the Yankees is their pitching with Paxson being injured, Luis Severino and company. But 
For the Minnesota Twins, Jose Barrios has given up three or more earned runs in all but one of his starts ever since the beginning of the month of August. Kyle Gibson just completely went downhill. Now you're probably going to have to rely on someone like a Randy Dobnik to be able to give good innings and everything like that. I do think, though, what we're going to see in that series between the Twins and the Yankees is a whole lot of runs. So I know that you're out there in Boston, and I think that it's undeniable the fact that the Yankees have a very good offense and they're starting pitching, well, not so good. Yeah, I mean, in that series, I would not be surprised if we see 10 home runs in the game. It's going to be absolutely ridiculous, especially, you know, when they play in Yankee Stadium, that short right field. They're going to be launching bombs all over the place. There's no question about that. The Twins pitching has to scare you. I mean, it really does. The fact that Berrios has been really good this year is going to be undermined by the fact that he's been struggling recently. Everything else that they have, you know, behind Berrios has been questionable at best. And while Gibson was really good to start the season off, he's faded. And I think you kind of alluded to that. The Yankees, well, the fact that they, you know, have struggled with injuries, they're getting healthier. Stanton's back. Severino is back to, you know, somewhat of an extent. Obviously, Diego German's going to be gone with, you know, his kind of off-field issues. But the fact is that the Yankees are getting healthier and the Twins are kind of going downfield. Now, I would expect people to bet a lot of overs in that series and probably cast over some over tickets. You know, obviously, probably only five games max. So you're probably looking at, you know, three or four games really in that series. But I expect a lot of over tickets in that series. Public's probably going to love the over. I think that, you know, everyone's probably going to love the over, and you'll probably cash a few of those tickets. I'm not really sure where they're going to set the lines at, regardless of who's pitching. You can't set the lines high enough, to be honest with you, at this point, because there's going to be balls flying out of the yard all over the place. Absolutely. We have no idea what the line is going to be for that first game, which is going to be taking place on Friday. But we do know a line on the St. Louis Cardinals and Atlanta Braves game one for the NLDS, as we do have Dan Lufshatz joining me right here on the podcast, and it's going to be Dallas Keiko against Miles Michaelis. Right now, what you're seeing across the board is the Atlanta Braves, anywhere between, I would say, about minus 128, minus 130-ish favorite, with a total of 8.5 shaded to the over. I do think that this is a game that's going to be able to stay under. With the Atlanta Braves, they certainly do have some bets. Josh Johnson, Ronald Acuna Jr., all doing a great job, and under the radar, Ozzy Albies, over the last 30 days of the regular season, hit like 380. He was absolutely spectacular, but with the St. Louis Cardinals, you're looking at one of the best bullpens out there in the big leagues. I know that they certainly did falter a little bit towards the back half of the season, but by and large, guys like Giovanni Gallegos, the company have been getting the job done, and the Atlanta Braves seem like they're finally getting something out of their bullpen as well. I think that we're going to see some lower-scoring games, especially with the Cardinals, not necessarily having the best of bats in their lineup. Yeah, I actually think that that one is going to be an over game. I think that you're going to see a lot of fresh bats coming out and trying to crank a little bit, to be honest with you. As much as I do like the Braves, and again, I know we're kind of just talking about one game, but in terms of the series, I picked the Cardinals at the beginning of the year to win the World Series. I thought the addition of Goldschmidt would be massive for them. And while he hasn't had maybe the year somewhat expect, I think that he's been incredibly productive Nonetheless, a classic Goldschmidt 30 home run season. I like the Cardinals in the series. I do think they're going to score a lot of runs in that, you know, in the first couple of games. You look at those two teams and you say, look, what do they have? They have power. They have hitting. Contact, power for really both throughout the lineups. I look at the Braves and I say, look, Acuna kind of got banged up right before the end of the year, but he's coming back. I wouldn't be surprised with, a, you know, a few days off getting him a little bit fresher too. 
would make a world of difference. I like the over in that one. I really haven't been playing a ton of totals recently, but I do like the over there. You know, I would probably take, pick the Cardinals in that series as much as I know the Braves are favorite and everyone kind of likes Atlanta. You know, the young kids. I still think St. Louis is the team to beat right now. That is one in which on the series price, I would, I just have to bet this thing game by game because I think that this is going to be the most competitive series that we're going to find between the Cardinals and the Atlanta Braves. I think that every game is just going to be its own war. And I think that it's just so interesting. But the one thing I will give you in regards to the Cardinals being able to win this series, how good is Jack Flaherty been? I have been toning him on this podcast for a while. Guy ends the season after the all-star break with like a 0.9 ERA ever since the beginning of the second half of the year. He has been tremendous. And he's a guy that I feel like should at the very least be in the top three for the Cy Young. He has been that good. And I don't know if there's anyone on the planet pitching better than him right now. No, there probably isn't. And it was pretty funny that, you know, when the Cardinals ended up playing that final game and Flaherty ended up having to start the extra game when he wasn't really projected to, it actually pushed his season win total over 10.5 and, and actually gave betters a win. I know that because I was holding an over 10.5 ticket for Flaherty at the beginning of the year, and I was pretty happy that he ended up starting that final game there. But I agree. I think it's going to be an absolute bloodbath between these teams. It should be an extremely competitive series. There's no question about that, and I agree. Flaherty deserves some Cy Young consideration. You know, obviously, I think right now the betting favorite is DeGrom, and, and that, you know, does make sense in kind of what he's done. I do think the win category, as much as, you know, maybe betters don't consider the win category valuable when looking at actually capping a game, I think the win category will hurt Flaherty having finishing with 11 wins on the season. I think that is kind of going to be a detrimental mark against his record. Unfortunately, I think that probably will do him in. But the fact is that the guy has pitched outstanding the past few months and really kind of propelled the Cardinals to where they are right now because they were battling, you know, just a few weeks ago with the Brewers, with the Cubs. I know the Cubs kind of fell off, you know, in the final 15 or so games. They're really struggling for that stretch. But Jack Flaherty has been a big reason why the Cardinals are where they are. And I expect him to, you know, continue that play going forward. I expect him to be one of the elite young arms in the majors. I am right there with you. Jack Flaherty had a little bit of a rough start to the first half of this year, just like last year. And just like last year, he was tremendous in the second half of the year. But what is tremendous in the first half, the second half, and the middle is the Over Under 98.5 podcast, in which you do with our good buddy Joe Murray. I know that you guys just do some tremendous work. I know that Matt McCarthy out there with 98.5 The Sports Hub, another friend of the show has done some terrific work with you guys as well he's more on the baseball front doing the baseball podcast but i know you two do tremendous work just let the good people at home know a little bit more about you where they can follow you on twitter and where they can get the podcast yeah so you guys can find the over under 985 podcast on itunes or pretty much anywhere you know you guys listen to podcasts spotify google play you can also find it on the uh, 98.5 The Sports Hub website. You can just Google that. Joe and I pretty much touch upon every football game there is every week. We give out a, you know, a couple of plays on the podcast, about you know maybe 10 or so. It's been a little bit more the past few weeks. And then we also give out some plays on Twitter. Joe gives out a lot of second half plays, a lot more volume. He's a big volume guy. <laughs> I kind of give out a little less. I think right now I'm some like 49, 19 and two on the season, something like that. And Joe, I think probably has well over, <laughs> well over a hundred <laughs> games that he's bet at this point. He's batting around 64%, which 
again, we know it's not sustainable, but the fact is we've done real well. So just kind of hoping we can kind of keep par here and keep it up. But yeah, we're going to be doing an NHL preview podcast this week. Probably have Matt McCarthy on next week or maybe this week as well to do a baseball playoff podcast as well. So we're going to be doing a little bit of everything and kind of seeing what we can kind of get done the next few weeks with all sorts of stuff starting up, including the NBA too. Oh, that is absolutely tremendous. I know that you guys out there, just with the station in general, are doing great work. I love your podcast. I love what Matt McCarthy does. So great to have on Dan Livshatz, a another gentleman that is just doing absolutely fine work out there in the city of Boston, right here on MLB Overtime Betting. And now coming up next, it is that time that I'm going to be able to give you a little bit on Braves versus Cardinals, as well as tonight's wild guard game between the Oakland A's and the Tampa Bay Rays. Plays on those games coming up next as we... Touch them all. Welcome back to MLB Overtime. Greg is throwing a gem, so yeah, he better not blow it. And we're back here in the Vivid Seat Studios for MLB Overtime Betting. A big thanks to Dan Livshavs of 98.5 The Sports Hub and the terrific podcast over under 98.5 for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time, even though we've only got one game going on today, that I give you a side and total on this lone game and also the Braves versus St. Louis Cardinals game in a little something I like to call Touch Em All. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Also, what I'm going to be doing here is I'm going to be giving you guys a series price on St. Louis versus Atlanta, along with the New York Yankees and the Minnesota Twins. I personally will not be betting the series prices. I like to stick to game by game, but I know that many of you guys are always interested in those series prices, so going to deliver those to you. And as always, any changes that are made to these plays going to be listed up on my Twitter feed at JuniorSquarty1. Going to go with the AL wildcard game first, and then since the game is on the board, St. Louis versus Atlanta. So we're starting with 9-13, 9-14 on the betting rotation. Tampa Bay Rays hit the road to face off against the Oakland A's. Chaminea goes for the A's. Meanwhile, Charlie Morton on the bump for the Tampa Bay Rays. As we do this podcast, around Vegas, his total is hovering between 7.5 and 8. On the 7.5, overjuice anywhere between minus 115 and minus 120. Unders anywhere between even and minus 105. On the 8th, under as juice of minus 120. The over is even. If you're looking at the Oakland A's. This is bouncing around a little bit. You're laying anywhere between minus 125 and minus 132. Plus price here on the Tampa Bay Rays is anywhere between plus 115 and plus 122. And this is a spot where I'm talking about it the last couple days. Going to be all aboard the Oakland A's. Sean Manea has been absolutely terrific ever since coming back to the Oakland A's. And the reason why he's been so terrific is because the Oakland A's did his rehab right. He wound up making eight appearances for the Las Vegas Aviators. So this is not just a guy that was thrown out there for one or two relief appearances or something like that at the AAA level. He was ramped up and in five starts for the Oakland A's, he's got an ERA below a 1-2-5. Has been very good. 4-0 record. He's limited the hard contact. He's not giving up walks. By and large, he has been terrific. And then Charlie Morton, all this year, even though he has lost six decisions ever since late June, over his last 17 starts, I believe that the team has won every one of the starts that he didn't wind up losing a decision in. The team is 12-5 and in his last 17, 16-6 and record overall for Charlie Morton. You take a look at him, 305 ERAs, striking out right around 12 per nine innings. And you do want to note that the Oakland A's, they don't hit righties quite in the same way that they hit lefties. Now, you do have to think that for the Tampa Bay Rays, Charlie Morton is actually going to be able to deliver some innings. If this were anyone else, the Tampa Bay Rays would probably be having 
that starter go like three innings or fewer, but with Charlie Morton, I do think that they are going to extend him in this game. And for the Tampa Bay Rays, this is a team that they've got one masher, and that guy's name is Austin Meadows. How about 33 home runs for him, hitting right around a 290. You take a look at his numbers. They're comparable to that of Cody Bellinger the second half of the year. He's been that good. And then you've got a lot of guys that they're hitting right in that realm of a 250 and a 265. Travis Darno, G-Man Choi, Jesus Aguiar, list goes on and on. Willie Adamas is in that realm. He's been doing a great job. Willie Adamas has right around 20 plus home runs. Matt Duffy's hitting a 252. Nathan Lowe hitting a 265 himself. Got a couple guys that need to pick it up. Guys like Guillermo Redia, Kevin Kiermeyer. There are a couple others out there. They need to get ramped up a little bit, but this team also has Yandy Diaz back the fold. He wound up making the start in the team's final regular season game. He was out of the fold for much of the year. You've also got Tommy Pham and Avi Sail Garcia. A pair of guys hitting between a 273 and a 282 that have 20 plus home runs. So this is a good line. And meanwhile, for the Oakland A's, Marcus Simeon, Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, all between 32 and 36 home runs. For Matt Chapman over the last 30 days, he's got a batting average below a 200, but his on-base percentage is nearly a 400. He's just been doing a good job of being able to scratch across walks and things of that nature. You've also got a lot of guys that have been doing a, just a solid job in general being able to get on base for this team. Guys like Jeff Feigley, Sheldon Noyce, Robbie Grossman are hitting between the 240 and 250, but you would take a look at Seth Brown sitting nearly at 300 for this bunch. You've got Steven Piscotti back in the fold. He's hitting a 250. Mark Canna, 27 home runs. Batting average above a 270. Got a lot of guys that really know their role, and you've got Roman Lorenzo back the full Ramon Loreno hitting a 290. One of the best center fielders with regards to defense out there in all of baseball. And he's a guy that has 20 plus home runs as well. With regards to the bullpen, the advantage has to go to the Tampa Bay Rays. Blake Tryon is up in himself. I believe that Lou Trevino is not even going to be available because he is a little bit banged up, but you do have guys like Jesus Lazardo and A.J. Puke that you're able to rely upon as well, so I do think that this is going to be a little bit of a lower-scoring game. Marine Layer is going to be out late in this game, so it's going to be hard to be able to hit that walk-off home run, but I do think that the A's are going to be able to prevail. I think that Manea is going to be able to deliver just a little bit of a better start than Charlie Morton, but I think that both these guys are going to be tremendous. So for that reason, going to be looking at the Oakland A's money line and the total under already locked in the under at eight. This thing opened up at eight with right around minus 110 juice at a lot of shops. It dipped immediately. And then with the Oakland A's, they opened up right around minus 135 to minus 140 at a lot of shops, seeing some minus 125. So Currently in wait and see mode there. And then we move on to 915-916 on the betting board. The Atlanta Braves are going to be playing also the St. Louis Cardinals. Miles Mikola says I've got a little bit of a raspy voice. Goes for the St. Louis Cardinals. Meanwhile, Dallas Keuchel for the Atlanta Braves. Right now, if you like the Braves, laying anywhere between minus 130 and minus 131. Plus price here on the Cardinals. Anywhere between plus 115 and plus 120. So, we've got a pretty tight line there. And I'm going to be looking at the Atlanta Braves in this spot. With the Atlanta Braves, you've got a trio of Ronald Acuna, Jr., Josh Donaldson, and Freddie Freeman that all have 36-plus home runs. No other team in the big leagues can say that. Ozzie Albies for the year has been hitting right around a 300, but you take a look at what he did the last three days of the regular season. Best batting average of any player among qualifiers in baseball, hitting right around a 380. You've also got quite a few guys like a Nick Markakis, like a Matt Joyce that are hitting right around a 285 to a 295. These guys have been big. Adam Duvall is a guy that they can look to off the bench for some at-bats. He's hitting right around a 270. Now, they did kick the tires on a couple guys like Billy Hamilton along with 
Francisco Cervelli, Adeni Echevarria, guys that have postseason experience that were cast-offs on other teams. And for the Atlanta Braves, their bullpen over the last 30 days has actually been pretty sinking good. Meanwhile, for the St. Louis Cardinals, since the All-Star break, they rank in the top three in regards to bullpen ERA, but over the last 30 days, it's actually been one of the lesser ones out there in the National League. You still have guys like Giovanni Gallegos and company, but with Miles Mikolas, this is a guy that in the second half of the year actually got things going as compared to the first half of the year. You take a look at his splits, and they are quite interesting in that in his final six starts of the regular season, he wound up giving up either one or three earned runs in every one of his starts, but in the previous three starts to that, he gave up a five spot in all of those starts. So he clearly has been a little bit of a hit or miss pitcher, but when it comes to Miles Michaelis on the road, it is glaring. Four and eight record, 540 ERA. He has been giving up just over 1.7 home runs per nine innings. Meanwhile, at home, gives up less than a home run per nine innings. Five and six record at home, 301 ERA. And with his 14 losses, I believe that he is tied for second in the National League with regards to losses among qualifying starting pitchers. So that is something that you do want to note. With Dallas Keuchel, he has been a little bit hit or miss himself. But towards the end of the year, he was really able to find himself. And I think that a lot of this has to do with the fact that Well, let's face it, he wasn't pitching for this team until June. He had to ramp himself up, so you saw a lot of his best work come late in the year, and when it comes to him at home, he's got a 4-3 record, 274 ERA, does not get taken deep at home. Right around .8 home runs per 9 innings, and at home, he's giving up right around 2.1 to 2.2 walks per 9 innings, so that has been very good, and you just take a look at what he's been able to do recently. He had a little bit of a rough stretch after the All-Star break in which he was giving up some runs, and Drew be told, the team has not been winning a lot of his starts recently. The team lost all three of his last starts to round out the year, but in those starts, they wound up scoring for him a grand total of seven runs in those three games. So it's one of those situations where you really can't blame it on Dallas Keuchel. And you just take a look at him in his last nine starts. The team did go six and three, so they dropped all three of those last starts, but they had won six straight. And in 53 innings in those starts, he wound up having an ERA of a 2.55, so he was doing a very solid job there. He also has been doing a good job of just creating soft contact as you take a look at him over his last eight starts. Opponents are getting 2.67 off of him, but he's doing a good job of being able to keep the ball in the yard. So I do think that the Atlanta Braves are going to be able to prevail in a little bit of a lower scoring game. I'm noticing a lot of money coming in on the over. This is a total that served out either at an Eight or a very unjuiced eight and a half with regards to the over. Now it's climbed to minus 125 in some spots, so you're able to get plus money on the under. So currently in wait see mode there. And I'm seeing a couple offshore books, which the money is coming in more on the St. Louis Cardinals. You're seeing the Atlanta Braves as I'm doing this podcast right around minus 127 to minus 128. So in wait see mode on both of these. If you're taking a look at a series price, this is according to FanDuel. Braves open up right around minus 180. The Cardinals were plus 156. Now these numbers are probably going to be moving around a little bit, but if you'd be looking at a series price, I'm going to be personally playing this game to game, but I think that this is a very even up series. I'd be looking at the Cardinals with a plus price, especially with the fact that Jack Flaherty, probably going to be the pitcher in game two of this series. He'll be on normal rest by then, and that means that they'll probably be able to use him in a game five as well. With the St. Louis Cardinals, you're probably also going to be using Adam Wainwright at home. With Adam Wainwright, this is a guy that on the road has an ERA north of six, but at home, ERA more around three, and with the Atlanta Braves, this This is a team that's actually very awful coming off a day of rest. This is a team that has been winning right around 33% of their games off a day of rest. I believe that they're third worst in the big leagues with that regard. And then if you're taking a look at a series price between the Twins and the New York Yankees, as of right now, game one is not posted up on the betting board, but you're seeing the Twins at plus 144, New York Yankees minus 166. 
I just can't see the Minnesota Twins being able to win this series because you take a look at Jose Barrios. We were pointing this out with our man Dan Livshetz. He's given up three or more runs in pretty much all but one of his starts since the beginning of the month of August. Kyle Gibson has really been failing this team. Bullpen is looking a little bit better. And then you do have guys like Randy Dobnik and company. We all know about the Minnesota Twins. Very good on the road. They're actually just very, very good at winning straight up as an underdog. Nearly 60% of their games as an underdog. They haven't just won on the run line. They've won straight up. But with the New York Yankees, you've got so many weapons. Luis Severino came back at the end of the year. I know he looked a little bit shaky in his last start against the Texas Rangers, but by and large, very good. You do have some questions with James Paxson, but you are also going to have so many guys like Gary Sanchez back in the fold. You now have John Carlos Stanton in the lineup, Aaron Judge, D.D. Gregorius, your Shell and D.J. LeMay, who were nice finds for this team. Whenever you need a guy like an Austin Romine to step up, he's been able to do so. So certainly going to be looking at the Yankees in this series with regards to a series price. Personally, I'm not going to be betting it, but I just would not be able to take the plus price myself of the Minnesota Twins. I'm going to be playing both of these series game by game, though. And where can you find the breakdown of those games and every game of the MLB postseason? How about right here on MLB Overtime Betting? A big thanks to our man, Dan Livshaps of 98.5 The Sports Hub and the podcast over under 98.5 for joining me in the second segment. And if you like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Ever have any question for the podcast, feel free to tweet in and do the timeline at June41. Hopefully my voice will be a little bit better. My apologies if it was a little bit raspy today, but let's make today a successful, profitable, and fun one. I'll talk to you guys once again tomorrow and all throughout the postseason. Thank you so much for tuning in.